world is calling your name, Emmanuel. Will you come again, Emmanuel? Help your church to see your holy face, Emmanuel. 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 All the world is calling your name, Emmanuel. Will you come again, Emmanuel? Help your church to see your holy face, Emmanuel. 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 All the world is calling your name. Father, in the name of Jesus, God with us, we thank you that you are glorified. We thank you that your word is effective. We thank you that you are bringing word in season. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. If you followed the podcast this month, you've realized that we've been consistently around Judges 1 verse 1. And we began by saying that these... Gener- this generation of Israelites did not give up on the promised land and they, they, they did not turn back on God after the death of Joshua, but they went on because they understood that God was still with them and it was not over if one person was down. Ha! Huh. And, and, and we went on, we went back a little bit and we saw that what could have accounted for the difference in reaction of this generation compared to how the generation in the time of Moses reacted in Exodus chapter 32, where they they thought Moses was dead, and so they made idols for themselves. And we said, Joshua recounted the track record of God and the fool that we need to keep on marching on even in difficult times is the track record of God. We need to look back and see what the Lord has done. We need to remember the faithfulness of God. And that is what will keep us in faith. And Hebrews 11, when the author wanted to remind us to maintain and walk in faith, he he recounted how the people of old had walked in faith and how God was faithful to them. And so you need to have a record. uh, You need to have a mind that does not forget you need to have a a remembering of the goodness of god if you are going to march on in difficult times you need to have that you need to have that then we went on we spoke about the fact that joshua demanded authentic faith from them and we said uh, fake things cannot stand test fake things cannot stand test so if you are going to continue marching in the face of opposition you must be real that you got some real good faith right there that you must you must get it for real you must you must have it for real you must not be joking you must not be faking it must not be hypocritic it must be authentic faith in god when joshua implored the people that had believe in god serve the lord the people said we will do that we we we, we do that there's no way ah, they said there's no way we will leave god and follow after these idols oh what god has done the history we have read what how god has worked with our fathers how god has worked with us ah yeah we will work with god 
And Joshua said, you can't work with God. You can't serve the Lord because you still have idols. And if we are going to work with God in the times of difficulties, in the times where the storm is hard, ha, if we are not going to turn our backs to God and return to the world like Demas, then we have to make sure our faith is authentic. And we, we, we recounted the story of the test of faith where the three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, had to go through the fire for their faith. And I like to add that this kind of faith is not the faith that wants to receive something from God. It is the faith that regards God and regards the principles of God. And it's the faith that is sure, as we said uh, uh, last week, we said that it's not about continually changing your mind but it's about knowing god for certain it's not about always learning and never knowing it's about knowing god for certain knowing the way to god which is christ jesus and making progress in that way progress or being progressive in your thinking or or, or true progress hasn't got to do with changing from one religion to the other one thought to the other one faith to the other good change is good but the Bible says that we should be certain of one path and we should make progress on that path. And Jesus is the way. And if you have chosen Jesus, I want to assure you you are on the right path. What you need to do now is to make progress on this path. So this is what we have done so far today. I like to bring us back to Judges chapter 1, verse 1. And I like to take us to the second part of this verse where the Israelites asked the Lord. Now, remember that God had already given the Israelites the land. They had come very close and had now were, were practically in the land. The land has been allotted to them and they knew who was taking what and who was occupying where. But when it got to the detail of who should go up first to fight and practically occupy the land, we see that they go to ask God again. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So this is God directing the path when it comes to the details, not just the generals, not, not just the general staff. But it is important for us to receive directions for details in our lives. So these Israelites come together and they say, who will go up first to fight and occupy their portion of the land for us? And it's important because now you see that this is a nationalistic action that they are taking. This is not a personal, selfish prayer of one tribe or the other. But all these tribes have come together. They have seen that the promise of God is bigger than them. And if you are going to continue marching on despite opposition, you must know that the promise of God is bigger than you. You must know that many lives depend on what you do. You must know that many victories depend on your victory. You must know that you, 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 you need to be secure. As you don't need to compromise in the land of Egypt and sleep with Potiphar's wife because God is counting on your life and your destiny to save and preserve Israel for greater promises. So these people come together. They put aside their selfish interest. And there are two things that I want you to note about their selfish, what might have been their selfish interest. Number one, this was about fighting against enemies. 
so there would be casualties in the fight and it's possible that they, some of them were afraid and they were hesitating or even all of them were hesitating as much as they have seen the land and they know who is going to occupy where now it has come to the the work of who goes to fight and they are all hesitating it could be this so one of the selfish things is hesitation then the second aspect that it could be that they are all excited about the promised land they are all excited about occupying what belongs to them what what finally becomes their own because remember this generation has not experienced any anything like possessing their own land they have been sojourners all all their lives even their fathers have been sojourners and they had been slaves in Egypt and uh, they, they sojourned in the, in the wilderness. And this is the first time they are going to possess a land that they can call their own. This is the first time they are going to have a country of their own. And this generation has not possessed anything. This is the first time they are settling down. You see the way when you are about to settle down, when you are about to do something for the first time, when you are about to get married for the first time, when you are about to uh, uh, move into your own house, when you are about to move into your own property, you are excited. It could be that they were all, every tribe or each tribe was excited and they, 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 they now did not know who should go first and how they can organize themselves in, in, in a military sense to, to be tactical about the operations. So the hesitation was selfish and the rush was also selfish but what will keep us moving and marching on in victory and marching on in the right sense in a way that does not only bless our lives but blesses the bigger picture and and contributes to the bigger goals and the bigger promises of god is that we must put aside the selfishness of hesitation and the self the selfishness of rush and be willing to organize ourselves in a certain way so what we are going to look at next week, God willing, is how they, they wanted someone to go first for them. But this, this week, I want us to look at the fact that it, they are, they are unity of purpose brought them together to God. The Bible tells us in Genesis 11 how some people were united and their unity took them away from God. But these people, their unity brought them together to God. Our unity must bring us to God. We must not just unite with people and form... Um, form alliances just because we want to march on and we want to move on in life but we must be united before god we must we must form godly alliances and such godly alliances will come because you will know that you are dependent on god and this person is also dependent on god so godly alliances is important not not to be unequally yoked with the world simply because you want to gain something if you are going to continue to march on, you must seek the face of God. And one of the things you must seek is godly alliances. And you, you must be able to, 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 to get your team, to get your, your, your marriage, to get your family, to get that church to come unitedly before God. You must be able to put away your selfish interests, look at the bigger picture. And in looking at the bigger picture, you must come before God. And nothing unites more than worship. You know, true religion unites. So you must be able to unite if you are going to march on. You must be able to unite and have an organized front if you are going to march on. And this organized front we are talking about does not happen just by human organization, but it happens by God ordering the steps of the righteous. It happens by God 
leading the steps of the righteous. And so that is why you are not only going to rely on your strategy, you are not only going to rely on your tactics, but you are going to pray. You are going to pray because as much as you are organizing yourself in the flesh, you need God to organize you in the spirit. And this united prayer is what Israel now employs. And I, 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 I bet to remind you that united prayer or corporate prayer is one of the, 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 the big weapons in our arsenal. It's one of the biggest weapons in our arsenal. It's one of the things that have overturned the decisions of kingdoms and the decisions of kings. When Haman had decided that he was going to destroy the whole of the Jewish, the Jewish people, and the, the corporate fasting and prayer of Esther and her people overturned that decision. When Peter was captured and he was going to be, to, to be killed the next day, the corporate prayer of the Christians overturned that decision, opened the prison gates and brought Peter out. Because by the time we are praying as a team, by the time we are praying as a family, by the time we are praying as a church, by the time we are praying as a group, we are praying kingdom prayer. We are praying in the interest, in, 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 pop, in the interest of public good. It's no more selfish prayer, but it's about the public good. By the time we are praying and we say our father is a family matter we are talking about. And anytime it is a family matter we bring before God, God confesses his great love and he, he endorses and he tries to make us understand that indeed these are my people and I am with them. So corporate prayer often strikes the difference between personal gain and public good. Corporate prayer shakes the grounds and fills us with boldness against demonic resistance and, 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 and demonic uh, 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 sabotages like it did in the case of the apostles when they came together and they prayed because they were under attack. So Israel goes before God and they want practical direction on how to possess the land. If you are going to march on, let us recap. If you are going to march on, number one, you need to look at the bigger picture. You need to put aside your selfish hesitation and your selfish rush, you need to form godly alliances, and these godly alliances must bring you before God for specific directions. You don't need directions from God only on the general staff, but you want to form the habit of asking God even for the little things. And this is how one step of yours will sound like tender in the camp of the enemy. God bless you. I hope take time to listen to this, take time to soak it in, take time to understand point by point, take time to understand word by word, and I hope to have you in the next podcast next week. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I shall not